Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah, and we are continuing to wind down the year in the best way possible and bringing the new year on a good foot. And um, the way I'm doing that is just having awesome conversations with, uh, you know, my friends and family or the people in my life that inspire me that are very talented on their own and in some way, shape or form, you know, just impact the world in their way. So today is no different. I'll be um, talking to a buddy of mine, a good friend of mine, a very talented friend of mine. And uh, you guys will get get familiar with him. And it's uh, someone you should be looking out for because he's definitely going to make his mark in the entertainment industry and already has. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to have that conversation. Also, again, as always, if you like what you're listening to, Head on over to iTunes where you can subscribe, rate, review, comment. A little bit goes a long way. Trust me. And um, yeah, it, it helps the podcast grow. And that's what we're here to do. Just make this sucker grow. Um, and yeah, if you want to get some merch, head on over to the Burberry Podcast Store. The link is in the bio. And if you want to become a Patreon, link is also in the bio. Different tiers, different rewards and uh yeah, just different ways to stay connected. And you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at the Bird Brain Podcast. Uh, so without further ado, I hope you guys are looking forward to this conversation because um, I'm excited. Stay tuned. Rise above it all. Stay elevated. And create that infinity. Up your you. Up, up your you. Guys, what's goody? How are you? How's everything? How's your heart? Did you eat? <laughs> um, I hope you guys are doing all right. And like I said, I've been getting the opportunity to have pretty amazing conversations with people in my life um, that just exist to, to do better and be better in the world, but also very talented, um, just very awesome humans. And you know, lately, this has just been an opportunity for me to brag <laughs> out loud about them and like have them um, come on here and talk a little, but um, just have the conversation. And today's no different. Um, so my buddy Joe, my buddy Jojo, um, we have a pretty colorful history in the best way possible. And um, it's dope. I think it's, it's dope, you know, how how you come across people in your life and just how you guys always kind of lead back to one another. And with Joe, it, it's been no different. Um, solid dude, very talented. And um, yeah, he's here today on the podcast. And I'm excited to to uh, have a conversation with him. So without further ado, Joe, what's good, man? How's it going, man? I appreciate you having me. Dude, thanks for being on. It's going well. Just just chilling. You know, I know, uh, I know back east might be a little bit different in terms of chilling in LA but um <laughs> yeah how are you doing nice uh nice snowstorm the other day so things covered in white yeah just in time for Christmas yeah that's a, that going for us absolutely not I think I've avoided it's so funny I've been avoiding um 
not intentionally, but I think it just goes to show like how I move in, in, in the Christmas season, but I haven't really listened to any Christmas music. Yeah, I haven't either this year. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I have listened to no Christmas music at all, which is weird for me. Yeah? Um, yeah. You're a big Christmas and dude? Yeah, I, I usually I enjoy it. Um, this is the first year, too, that I haven't gotten a tree. Oh, wow. Since I've, yeah, so I put up a little ceramic tree that my mom made a few years ago. Nice. And... So I have that out, but otherwise I don't really have any Christmas decorations. I don't know, dude. It's a weird year. It's to say the least. It's been a weird ass year, dude. So I think it's like you get a pass. Honestly, my I don't have a Christmas tree up. Um, I sent out gifts. Um, made sure to send out a couple of gifts, and I think beyond that, I'm like I'm cool, you know. I, I, <laughs> so I tell I, this. <laughs> I know this podcast is about mental health and stuff like that, but it's so funny because my favorite Christmas songs are kind of the ones that are like, I guess, low key melancholy or just have a different, is, they're not uppity. <laughs> they're, no, yeah, I'm the same. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Same. <laughs> it's bad. I, I, I try to not say that in all company because I'm like, I don't, I don't want, you know, people to be like, yeah, what's wrong with this dude? But. I will say, uh, where I are you? I mean, those songs exist for a reason, though, right? That's what I'm you saying. Know? Like, it's it's not just us, or the songs wouldn't be there. There you go. But, yeah. 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 I think I think um, it's something I talked about recently, but also I talked with my mom. Um, you know, the holidays are weird. It's it's not. You know, there's the the Hallmark holiday, then it's the reality of the holiday in a household. And I think for everybody, it's a little bit different, like your experiences. And a lot of times, I feel like there's a lot of, um, there's a lot that comes up during the holiday season. A lot that comes up that's been kind of just like bubbling under the surface or, you know, one way, shape or form, it's just been kind of avoided. And then I guess it just, you know. It, it just pops up around this time of yeah. year, you know? I mean, the way that I've kind of looked at it or observed it in the past has been, it's not that, like, everyone wants the holidays to be perfect, right? right. So right. it's not that it, things are different on the holidays. The family dynamics and the interactions are the same. Mm-hmm. People are the same. Yeah. You just, you put this pressure on the day to be perfect and special and happy. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, but the family dynamics are still the same. So whatever usually happens that is like a normal day, that's yeah. going to happen and it's going to be more disappointing and amplified because you wanted the day to be perfect. Yep. You put your expectations on it. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think <laughs> there's a whole nother way of thinking, but I think like, you know, people think that you know buying gifts is gonna fix if you get the perfect gift you can fix the imperfections in the relationships or the households or the dynamics like you can fix it and um the thing about gifts though is like they get old well the thing about gifts with some people um and we'll get into that the thing about gifts with some people is like you know 
they're looking for the next one. While, you know, some gifts do have sentiment and they do withstand the uh, test of time and they do like, you know, symbolize something beyond just the, the, the moment in itself. But, um, yeah, that's a little tech. Yeah, I think that definitely goes to the person. I mean, there's definitely like, like you can put your time and effort into getting a thoughtful gift Mm -hmm. or you can just go grab whatever or give a gift card. And it's like, all right, cool. Uh, and some, but you know, some people like that, and some people like me. I'd rather get a thoughtful gift from somebody, yeah, than you know them giving me some expensive gift. Yeah, yeah, it, it means more to me if it's thoughtful. Um, and I can tell that they they were giving it out of love and not just like, oh, I felt like I needed to buy you something expensive. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, well, you know what? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, like to, in, in terms of like who you are, what you do, uh, your journey. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm a writer, actor, director, producer, mm-hmm. um, Depending on the day, what order I put those in. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I've been uh, living in New York and been been creating things up here for the past few years, and um, really trying to break into the industry. Yeah. And and those aspects. I started out as a writer when I was a teenager. Um, and then I got into a fender bender with a movie producer while I was in college down there. And he, you know, I just, we got stuck talking for like an hour while the police made their report. And I just started, uh, you know, he started talking to me, why don't you write a movie instead of trying to be a novelist? And I was like, I guess I can try. So bought a couple of screenwriting books, taught myself how to write a script and turned a novel I had at the time into a script. And then I started like, Oh, maybe I'll just try to film this thing. Cause I was young and naive. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I got some friends together in the small town I lived in and just, you know, trying to, you know, we filmed a couple of scenes from the script and made like a little trailer out of it, which was cool. Um, but that, you know, I couldn't find actors in the town, so I was like, well, I'll just act in it myself. And I couldn't find, you know, a director. I was like, I'll just direct it myself. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I got started with those things and then really fell in love with the whole filmmaking process. Um, and you're only going to get so far down in Florida with that, so I ended yeah. up moving up to, up to New York to further explore explore that uh, those passions. Yep. So, yeah. Been, uh, been hacking away at it and we'll see where it goes. <laughs> Cause when did you, when did you come to New York? Cause we, we met, uh, see if I get the year right. Yeah. I'm going to say it's 2000. Thirteen. Was it 2013? I feel like it was. 
Okay. Okay. So seven years in, huh? That's seven. Jeez. Yeah. Seven years in, dude. (laughs) That's, that's actually, that's good. That's good. They say, they say if your friendships last seven years, then they're usually like the lifers. If they can make it past the seven year mark. Um, I mean, I've, I've always felt we were lifers. Yeah. Yeah. We go through our ebbs and flows of, you know, how, uh, how in touch we are with each other, but I feel like we're always connected. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so when I moved up here and I think it was 2013 and my cousin Caitlin was taking acting classes, um, in the city and I was, you know, so the easiest thing for me to do was just jump in with, with what class she was taking. And, uh, you know, I think I met you probably the first class I took there and you were nice enough to, to kind of extend your friendship to me being the, the new boy in the city. Because yeah. I was, you know, I was out of my element, man. Right. I mean, like, coming up from Florida and just even being in the city and, but then being, like, in acting classes and having to expose yourself mm-hmm. and uh, in front of people you don't know, um, yeah, I was, I was definitely out of my element and I appreciated that, that you would, uh, you, you you noticed that and you you noticed too that I, you know I was going through some things yeah like the, it, I made the move and then like reality set in of like alright now I moved up to New York I have no job no money and like I have no idea what I'm doing <laughs> yeah um, and that's a recipe for me going spiraling down into depression right um, so you were definitely good about you know from from the get-go just reaching out to me like you know how you doing you good let me know if you ever need to talk you know let me know when you're feeling down or if you knew something you could tell something was off in class or if like something uh something came up in class because you know again you're being vulnerable and raw in class and you're like yeah you can't hide right you you gotta expose what you're feeling and and, right you know the, the acting teacher will usually make sure that that happens. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So, yeah, you, you knew what was going on with me and uh, I appreciated that you were, you were looking out. Well, you know, yeah. real ne- recognizes real. I think that's the whole, that's the whole, I mean, that's how, <clears throat> I don't, I don't know, for me, and, well, for one, I appreciate you saying that, but also, too, I appreciate that, like, you, you felt, like, safe, like, hey, this is, you know, this dude actually gives a shit about me. It has no agenda beyond just like being a friend because I think, you know, in this industry, as you and I both know, and just in life, it's like, it's hard to kind of just cross paths with people who are not looking to take, but also just like be present. Um, and, you know, there's no perfect way of doing that, but, you know, the, you can you can at least try you can make effort and i think for me 
um, you know, you and I were kindred spirits in the sense of like, you know, we've gone through our battles, you know, whether it be like internal or just like in the world. So it's like, you can kind of, you could pick up on it on, on other people. And it's like, you know, sometimes it's not about being completely perfect to be able to be present for somebody else. It's just like a willingness to be like, all right, well, how can I be of service to this person? Um, and so we should perform, even if it's just like, Hey, just let you know, you got at least somebody, you know, you got somebody, um, because when it all comes down to it, sometimes that's all we need. It's just like to make sure that we have somebody checking on us, making sure we ate, you know, <laughs> making sure we drank water that day. Um, yeah, man. And I, I just like when I first moved up here too, I had like, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but I had yeah. basically lost my, uh, my community that I had built in Florida. Right. And so I, like I, I really had no friends at the time. Wow. Um, okay. So it was like, you know, I think again, just that was something that you noticed. Like this, this kid needs somebody. You know? <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's like you said, it's those rare moments where you meet a kin- kindred spirit that you can instantly be able to bond with because, like. I'm not the most trusting person, you right. know, it's not like I just open up to everybody and anybody that's right. willing to listen. Right. Um, so it's being, you know, it's being able to recognize that, yeah, Isaiah, he's real, he's a good dude and he's somebody that I can trust. Um, so I appreciated that, mm. that I was able to trust you because I, I really needed that at the time. Dude. Likewise, man. I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's never one-sided. Trust me. It's never one-sided. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, guys, and, and Joe didn't really go into detail about his writing and his acting, but I can honestly tell you working with him, especially in class, um, the dude's good. (laughs) You know, he's, he's, he's very talented and very like shrewd, very intelligent human. Um, and I appreciate that, dude. That's real. I think it, it's. Well, you, you knew I wasn't gonna talk. Oh yeah. Brag about myself. Yeah, at all. <laughs> I know you wouldn't do that. I, so it's like that's where I come in. <laughs> Tag me in, bro. Um, <laughs> you know the thing. Like I said, guys, the thing about me is, um, you know, when it comes to people I call friends, uh, is not just about like what they can do, but it's it's also too about like just how they show up in life. Um, despite whatever like history or journeys, you know, we're going through is, is kind of like this commonality of like, look, I just want to be better. Um, I want to feel better and I want to make sure at least I'm being of some service to the world. Um, and Jojo is no different in that respect. And like I said, very talented, um, very intelligent and, you know, very hardworking, you know, very hardworking. And the time, we spent like working together, like I said, in class and also like getting to see some of his projects on screen and, you know, reading some of his work, you know, all of it is, 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 is cool. And the funny thing, um, there was this, uh, pilot that's currently boyfriends. So that came about because of Joe. (laughs) So the funny story behind that is, you know, Joe and I, we, I think it had been some time that we hadn't, uh, really talked to each other. Um, time had passed. Honestly, probably a couple of years. 
it was, I think it was a couple of years. Yeah. It was a, yeah, it was probably a couple of years. And, um, I get a phone call from Joe and he's like, Hey, uh, how's it going? I'm like, good dude. You know, how's, how's everything? And we got the chat and he was like, Hey, wondering if you, you know, want to check out this project. And I was like, what's it about? And he gave me the rundown and I was like, wait, I was like, I feel like I've auditioned for this. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah. And then I gave him what I knew. And he was like, hold on, I'll get back to you. And, um, ended up being the project. Uh, my audition tape apparently got submitted after, or they never looked at my audition tape. And, um, I ended up From booking. my understanding, your yeah, your audition came in after they had already picked. After they picked, they were going with. Okay. And yeah. What happened was they that he he ended up having to drop out, so they were then they were looking again. Yeah. Which I got wind of, and I was like, all right. I got a guy. See what I was up to. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got a guy. Hey, I got a guy. <laughs> and that's um like that that literally it was crazy and very serendipitous and um I think it was it was just like for one it got us back in touch and also too it just created um a lot of different other connections too but just kind of like uh, propel things in another way. And, you know, for me, I always pay attention to the, the small things, you know, the small, small ways that people show up for me. Um, because we're not obligated to each other when it's all said and done. I think we're responsible for how we treat people, but we're not obligated to people. Um, so whenever there is an opportunity to recognize how you are treated by someone and there's no, like I said, there's no agenda. It's just them being present and thinking of you. You know, that's always something to kind of um, take stock in and admire because it's like, oh, this is coming from a source of I'm capable of being present in your life. So let me do that. Um, however, it works out for me. That doesn't matter. It's just like you're in the forefront of my mind right now. Uh, and, you know, whenever. I am talking about boyfriends or whenever I have interviews about that show, like I always bring it back to Joe and I, um, and Joe, I don't know if you know that, but yeah, every time I've had an interview about that show, first person I talk, I'm like, yeah, this is how it happened. You know, then, um, you know, my buddy Joe, like got this, got me in the mix of this, uh, of this project. And, um, I think it's good. Like I, regardless of what happens with that, I'm just always grateful for, how it happened and um yeah the root of it yeah I, I like i always love that story too just yeah because like you said it's like got us connected again mm-hmm. um and i don't like you know showing uh, i had a, just a s- small role in it um but showing up on set and yeah. like us reconnecting on set that was really an awesome moment yeah um of us finally reconnecting again and yeah, I mean, you gotta, I feel like that's so much of, of life is like you, you gotta just appreciate whatever it is that comes out of something like it, maybe it doesn't go where you wanted it to go, but it got you something else. Right. Like, so maybe that role didn't 
take you where you wanted it to, but it reconnected us. Or yeah, you know, even going back to my story with with the the movie producer that I got in the fender bender with. Yeah, he's the reason I moved to New York because he said he was going to do something with me. Right. And I moved up here, and he just like I, I literally couldn't get a hold of the guy anymore. Dude, that's the LA <laughs> way, bro. Like, <laughs> I was like, uh, well, I moved up here because we were gonna do the thing, and uh, now you're not answering my calls, so <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but not, you know, in hindsight, I can look back at that and be like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like that, it, that broken promise or whatever got me to move to new york yeah you know and i like i'm grateful for the experiences i've had up here i'm grateful that i'm not still living in florida right um and that i've been pursuing my passion yeah so there's so many things in life that happen like that where you just you you gotta trust whatever it is that's that that the reason is for whatever's happening you know yeah like you might not see it in that moment um but yeah, I was uh, I was very very happy to be able to be a part of getting you that role, and uh, that it was, and you know, and it ended up being a good experience, and that ultimately it, it reconnected us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. You're a good guy. You're a good guy. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, dude. So you have um you have a series that. Um, is it is it circulating right now, or what's what's the deal with? No, so right now we we shot a proof of concept pilot uh-huh. in January. Thankfully, we shot it before the shutdown happened. Yeah, because we would have been in uh, hot water mm-hmm. at, at that point. So we got it shot in January. We then edited everything during quarantine, um, and so we have the final product. And we're kind of shopping it around right now. Um, we haven't released it publicly yet. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we'll see what ends up happening with it. it we're, we're happy with how it came out and everything. Um, but, yeah. It, and it was a fun... It was like I had a decent budget on it. So yeah. it, it, was, it was a good learning experience. And it was just fun doing it and like seeing all the work that I did up here in the last seven years kind of come to that point of all right this is what you always wanted to have a budget to be able to create something and now you have it yeah go do it and like yeah so to have that moment in time was really amazing and 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 then you know you also realize how much people like it's such a collaborative art form mm-hmm. that I couldn't have been blessed with a better cast and crew. And it was just like everything, everything went so smoothly and, you know, really had just a great energy on set. And yeah, it, it was, it was an amazing experience. I love so that. again, whatever ends up happening with it, like obviously I'd love for it to sell and be able to make a series out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made some some amazing friends on that project um, that have really transformed my life yeah. in that short period of time. Like, it's been almost a year since we filmed it, and 
like you know there's there's people on that that were involved in the project that really have changed my life in that that time um so like you know maybe that was the point yeah to meet those people or to just again have that experience learn those lessons that i learned along the way of, of making the project you never know Again, obviously, I would love to sell it. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's always but, the goal. Uh, but yeah, it was it was an amazing experience, and whatever ends up happening, I'll be grateful that I had it. I'm happy to hear that, bro. I'm I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. I think. It. Yeah, I I just firmly believe that you know, hard work always comes out. In one way or another, it, it just always works out. That's I firmly believe that, and it's like the beauty in it is that <clears throat> things are usually happening in a big way outside of just the moment. It's like you know you can't really see what's happening, but it's like there's something greater in store, um, and this is just kind of like a component. You know, it's a, it's a little it's a little grain, of, yeah. uh, You know, of sand that's that's for the bigger picture so you're gonna be fine my guy you're gonna be fine (laughs) how um and like you said you 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 filmed that and you got that all taken care of in the beginning of the year i'm sure it was like a a a ride to say the least how have you been taking care of your mental health uh throughout this year or just in general like what are what are some daily practices for you that you think are like they're a part of how you move. Um, and like maybe someone else could be like, Hey, I could use that or I could try this or I should try this. Like what has helped you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been a complicated year. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, uh, there's been plenty of times throughout this year where I, wasn't taking good care of myself right you know and i think one you need to be easy on yourself yes for those times because i can go back and beat myself up about dude you spent a month doing nothing right literally nothing right probably more than a month like (laughs) um so i could either beat myself up or i'd be like no that's like where i was and that that that's it like the you know um, so I think you need to be easy on yourself and especially in a year like this. Yeah. And, uh, and then, so then, you know, the times I am doing good, like, I feel like I'm doing fairly well right now. Um, you, you just got to look for the things that are working. Right. And I've been exercising more lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been focusing on keeping my diet in line and uh, definitely, yeah, you know, putting the, and the thing is I have to do both of them. Yeah. Like if I'm not exercising, I can't keep my diet right. Yeah. Yeah. They go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah, doing those two things. Um, and then, uh, at the beginning of quarantine, I had a good friend of mine teach me how to meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I started doing that, and then I, you know, I was into it, and then, like I said, I, there were times where I wasn't doing well, and I just literally was doing nothing. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of fell out of that, and in the past month or so, I've gotten back into the daily routine of making sure I get my meditation in. And again, just, like, it makes a world of difference. Nice. You know, and it's it's hard to do these things when you're not, when you're in that rut, right? And yeah. Spiraling down, it's hard to get yourself to do them. Right. Um, so I think it's important when you get that that brief glimpse of light that you jump in and start yeah. doing the things that are going to be helpful. Yeah. Because they will sustain you then through through the when those hard times come again. Um, it's easy when the good times come and to be like, all right, I'm good. I don't need to focus on meditating or exercising on my diet like I feel good yeah it's like no that's when you need to be doing it because you'll get yourself into the routine of doing it yes the next time that you have that down cycle yeah well I think it's that whole concept of like you know you don't have to get ready if you stay ready and it's like a lot Mm -hmm. of times you know we take care of ourselves after we are forced to take care of ourselves versus like like you said, practicing sustainability and just healthy habits. So when there is a moment that arises that kind of knocks us off kelter, we already have certain things in place to take care of ourselves, not, you know, scrambling to do something. And, um, you know, I think the thing about mental health and, you know, depression, all those things is like, you know, you're not walking around with a broken, a broken arm is not, is not a visual thing. You know, a broken, a a broken arm is like, yeah, you got to immediately take care of that. You know, usually somebody with depression or something in between, you know, they, a lot of times they have a smile on their face. A lot of times they're getting their work done. They're showing up to work. Um, they're doing their thing and it's like, you don't really know. So for a person that has it, that may be journeying through is like, you know, putting certain things in place, because you know how you feel and you know that the world in itself may not necessarily see or understand it. So how do you take care of yourself in those moments when, you know, isolation does arise or you don't feel motivated or encouraged to do much of anything? Um, you know, how are you being present for yourself? And it's hard. I think, um, you know, for me, like I said, this time of year is kind of weird for me. Um, and it's like, it's funny because even recently, the last couple of weeks, I'm just kind of like taking it out of me. I'm like, what the hell? I'm trying to pinpoint what it is. And it could be burnout. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, one of the things I really try to stick to and I've consistently been at it even when I don't want to do it because it's a little thing that helps me is um, five gratitudes a night. Uh, you know, what what was I grateful for in the day? Um And just because that's a healthy practice of like perspective shift, you know, even if I'm not feeling well, what are some things that I could look at? Even if they were just moments, you know, that just kind of like made me feel good or something that I appreciated and valued. And, um, you know, now it's to the point where it's like, I always have something to be grateful for because it's like, I always take time to process and think think about it. Not just when, like you said, when things are going well, but like even when I'm not feeling at my best, 
I still have things to be grateful for in a very realistic way, you know, mm-hmm. not, not uh, toxic positivity, but like just moments of like this, this was cool. You know, this, this helped me or this felt good or this person did this, or I did this for myself. Um, this was all right. You know? Um, so it's like, you know, I think when it comes to self-care and I'm, Joe, I'm sure you could like align with me on this is like, is not about the big things like taking, you know, biting off more you can more than you can chew in a moment and thinking that you have to figure yourself out immediately or it's all for nothing. Like you said, you know, sometimes you could go a month without doing anything productive and that in itself is like that might be what you need in a moment. You know, then it could change completely where it's like, all right, you're on top of your game. Um and it's it you know, you can go in and out always go in and out but how you take care of yourself in those small moments can allow you to have even just a healthy perspective of you know what's going on because i think even healthy perspective is self-care you know not beating yourself up when you're not feeling at your best is self-care because the common default is like oh you're not doing anything you're useless or you know you didn't accomplish this like you said you would. Oh, you're a failure. You keep you keep flaking. Um, you're not motivated. Uh, maybe this isn't for you. And instead of looking at it that way, it's like taking moments to recognize. Okay, what am I feeling? What am I processing in this moment? Why is this happening? What's the catalyst to it? Is there a catalyst, or do I notice a common pattern? What can I do different in this moment? Even if it's just like picking up the phone, because a lot of us in <laughs> Joe, I know you're good at this. A lot of us, huh? <laughs> I think a lot of us are good at, um, I don't want to say a lot of us. I, I'll say I myself and Joe, I know this about you personally. It's like, we don't always speak up about like our, our, our shadow moments. You know, we don't always speak up when we need help, um, screwing in a light bulb. Um, and what I mean by screwing in a light bulb is just like, well, we need light, you know, when we need help, you know, fixing that frequency, even if it's just to be like, hey, I'm not doing okay right now. And maybe you could just listen. Or maybe me just saying out loud for once, hey, I'm not doing okay, is a shift in how I usually deal with things. And you just start small, you know, you really start small. And, um, you know, <laughs> I've made yeah, it. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not the best at that. Yeah. Um, You've gotten better. I, I've gotten better. Yeah. And I'm thankful that there's a couple people in my life, you included, who even if we're not like in communication, yeah, you can somehow tell that there's something going on with me. Yeah. Um, and I have, you know, a couple people in my life that are, are like that and will reach out to me and be like, Hey, you know, are you doing okay? And what's going on? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that obviously makes it a little easier for me to be like, no, I'm a mess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm not good at, uh, you know, I'm sitting alone at night Mm -hmm. and like going through it, picking up the phone and reaching out to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, it's something I'm I'm trying to get better at, and yeah. 
I think part of that too is just you gotta find the first step is finding people that you trust and can do that with and I have that yeah so then the next step is just like like for me the reason I really hold my back is myself back from it is like I don't want to bother this person I don't want to be um a burden since or I don't want to be that guy that always like seems like it needs help or something you know yeah so, so, and those are all the lies that just run through your mind yeah I'm not a burden to any of these people yeah I'm not a burden to you I know that yeah but when I'm in that space those are the things that I'm telling myself yeah 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 it's you know? a it's a toxic relationship I think we usually have with ourselves because, you know, the things we go through will convince us that, hey, it's, it's easier to break you down if you're alone. You know, it's just like in an abusive relationship. If I can alienate you from everybody that cares about you, then I have an easier time doing what I need to do with you. And a lot of times, you know, with mental health, our thoughts and our feelings and our, our self-image is, is an abusive partner (laughs) you know is an abusive and toxic partner and the best way to keep us in that self-fulfilling space is like alienate us um you know one of the things i've learned is like and i try to remember and apply it for myself too is like you know i know when it comes to my friends like all right for joe he's not a burden for me it's like i rather know that you're not doing okay opposed to you not being okay and not saying anything and i think that's what it comes down to is like you know, it's a difference between someone not doing well and working on being better versus someone who's not doing well and they stay in that space. Um, because that in itself, in all honesty, is a waste of energy. It's like, you know, you're 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 not valuing my friendship or our relationship if you keep bringing me the same problem. You dump it on me, and then you go about your life and you continue to do same it. Yeah, and you, because you know I'll be there. It's like, all right, I could, whenever I have a problem, I'll just go here and just dump it off, and then I'm going to go, you know, tra-la-la, back to what I was doing. But it's, I think it's different. Hold for plane. The planes are out today. It's COVID. (laughs) I miss that. I just, that was nice to hear. I miss that, just hearing that, being on a set. Hold for plane. Yeah. Hope for play, man. I think it's um I'm actually leave that in this episode. But yeah, I think it's uh I think it's different and I've had to learn that too. But like I know you know, the 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 best thing we can do for other people in our lives is like care about them as much as we say we care about them, not just say it in the moment because it it makes us appear great, but being present in those moments when we're not great, you know, when they're not great. And, uh, that's why with Joe, like I said, you know, he and I, <clears throat> we've been through the trenches in one way or another. So I understand. And, you know, it's, 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 it's never a burden to be a ear. And, you know, if you want somebody to do better or you want them to just feel better and you're capable of just listening, if that's what it takes, you know, there's no burden in that. There's no burden in that. So, um, yeah, just just check on your peoples and just like ask them if they've eaten. <laughs> Something's that simple, you know? And be somebody that other people can trust. Yes, yes, yes. Like that just makes it when someone is in that depressed 
or anxiety-ridden state makes mm-hmm. it a hundred times easier for them to be able to open up to you. Yeah. Just knowing that they can trust you, that what is said is between the two of you and yeah. they can be authentic with you. And, uh, you know, you, it's not going to change your relationship. Yeah. And, you know, that, I think, I think that's, that's key for the other side to, to know and, and to work on themselves to be that person. Yeah. That's true. I think uh, it's cool because, yeah, I, I feel like I could not feel I know for a fact is like I could talk to you about anything in our conversations. They span, which is great. Um, they could be about nothing and be about everything. And, um, you know, that's the great thing, like you said, about being trustworthy first, you know, is, again, is one thing to say you're this kind of person. It's another thing to exhibit it. And when it all comes down to it in our most vulnerable moments, we just want somebody that we could be sure or certain of. And I think the way you do that is just by being consistent, even when it does not benefit you in any way, just because you give a shit. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 the tea. You know, <laughs> that's the tea. And the industry is very interesting um, because you will kind of sift through a lot of things and people and exchanges and dynamics and you realize that it may not be the most authentic space but every now and then you do stumble across people on your journey and um you know when you find good people you know keep them keep them as much as you possibly can and and make sure that the work is being done on the relationship to sustain it um and whatever kind of like space it takes or needs just, you know, at the end of the day, ask yourself, hey, was I present and, and was I showing up? Um, because, again, it, it goes a long way and people don't forget how you make them feel. You know, that's that's for damn sure. People do not forget how you make them feel. And um, it's not hard to just yeah. give a damn. <laughs> you know, it's not difficult. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think one thing that's just popping in my head to, to add on to that is like it. it doesn't need to be everybody in your life yeah if you have toxic people in your life yeah it's up to you to guard yourself against that and take care of yourself first right so like you don't need to be that person for everybody right because there are there are uh those situations where it'll be toxic yeah um not good for your own mental health right to to be dealing with it so yeah. Just go where it feels warm. Go towards go towards the light in the in a different way. <laughs> yeah. 100. Yeah. Well, my guy, thank you for for sitting down and chatting with me today, man. Um I know you could be playing out in the snow, but instead <laughs> you're here chilling and chatting with me and uh and these peoples and um yeah, just course, being man. awesome and dope. Yeah. Appreciate you having me. Of course. Uh, I want to, since we, we talked about gifts at the beginning, I just want to bring up that one of my favorite gifts that I've ever gotten was my Loki bracelet from you for mental health. Bro. Um, it was given to me from you with love, and I haven't taken it off since. And I don't even know how many years it's been at this point, but um, it, it meant a lot to me because because I knew you saw me when you gave it to me. Bro. Dude. Of course. Every time you say it, it's like even now it, it like it hits me different, bro. 
Um, (laughs) I think, uh, you know, and again, it just comes from this, it all comes back to just doing things because you care, not because you're expecting something in return. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, bro. (laughs) I'm glad. And it means a lot that it's held up all this time because my sister has broken hers. She's ripped hers. She's done. She's lost hers. And I'm like. Meanwhile, you, <laughs> you've had that same bracelet for years and the fact that you continue to wear it and it, it means something to you. Um, that I means literally something. wear it every day. You know, you can, Dude. you can look at my pictures. It's not like I just put it on for, yeah. for you to see. <laughs> for the gram, right. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, that so. means a lot. But like, if anything, I'm glad you know that you have, you, you always have a brother um, near or far, uh, wherever you are, you always got a homie and, um, you know, and I have that too. And we, we just, we just grow from here. You know what I'm saying? So that's cool, brother. That's cool. But Hey guys, look, look forward to Joe. I'll, I'll post his IG. Um, he's, he has his hands in a lot of things right now. Um, terms of like social injustices all things in between like i said he's a great dude very intelligent very smart very hardworking, and um more than anything has a huge heart and uh somebody you want to get familiar with now because pretty soon he's gonna be uh in a different space in the best way possible so yeah get familiar get familiar it's it's uh it'll be worth your time and you won't regret it know what i'm saying (laughs) but um But yeah, guys, take care of yourselves. Again, take care of each other and uh, just keep leveling up. All right. Take flight.